Coming Back with Happiness. This podcast is dedicated for a for Shalema for Allah Bat Rivka. In this podcast, we will be looking at how a person feels when he wants to return to a positive relationship with God after he's gone off the path. Should he feel happy because now he wants to come back? Or should he feel sad because he went astray? Maybe he feels both feelings at different times. We'll be looking at this idea from an article that Rabbi Boruch Shalom Halevi Ashlag wrote. He was the firstborn son of Rabbi Yehuda Lev Ashlag, the great Kabbalist. The article is entitled, What does it mean that when a person makes teshuva, that is, he takes steps to come back to God, he needs to be happy? Rabbi Ashlag opens his article with a piece from the Zohar. This piece of the Zohar is written in simple terms. This is what it says. Rabbi Yehuda opened his discourse. The scripture says in Psalm 100, Serve the Lord with happiness. Come before him with song. And indeed we've learnt that we need to be happy in our service to God, so as to serve him with true desire. In this way our work will be whole. The question is, how can this requirement of being happy apply when we're talking about a situation in which we've sinned against God by transgressing one of the commandments and now we're repenting before God? In this case, we come to God with a broken and sad spirit. How can we feel joy? The Zohar answers, Indeed, when a person who sinned before his master and transgressed his commandments, comes to give a sacrifice in order to rectify himself, to do his tikkun, he certainly needs to come with a broken spirit and to be feeling sad. If he cries, this is the most beautiful of all. Certainly in this situation, he doesn't feel glad. So how can he find song and gladness? At the time when the temple was standing, a person who had sinned would bring a sacrifice. The word sacrifice, in Hebrew korban, is the same word as karev, coming near. He would be received in the temple by the priests, that is the kohanim, and the Levites. And it is the kohanim and the Levites who completed the joy for him. The kohen upholds joy because a kohen is always removed from judgment. And the Kohen always has a smiling face and a happy face, more so than the the rest of the people. For the crown of the priesthood causes him this happiness. And the song is to be found with the Levite, for the Levite is in the world of song. So the Kohen and the Levite stand together with the person and all three complete the work of God. The priest stands by the person and he directs matters with happiness and pleasure, uniting God's holy name as is fitting. And the Levite accompanies with song. And thus the Psalm of David says, Serve the Lord with gladness, come before him with song. And it continues, Know that the Lord is God. This is a unification of God's name in which the sacrifice is offered bringing together loving-kindness with judgment, and all is sweetened together.
Now, since the destruction of the temple, we don't have sacrifices. And whoever sinned before his master and returns to him in repentance is, of course, feeling sad. He's feeling bitter with a broken spirit. How can he fulfil the requirement of coming to God with joy and with song when he doesn't feel joy and song? The Zohar continues. We have learnt that the praises with which we praise our master in prayer and the joy of the Torah and the song of the Torah, this is our happiness and our song. However, the sages of the Talmud say, one should not come to God in prayer when in a state of sadness or idleness or frivolity, but only in the joy of doing the mitzvah. But when the person can't manage this because his heart is broken from his sins, what should he do? The Zohar answers. It says we've learnt in the Talmud, in the Masachet Brachot, that a man should enter into the synagogue to pray with two doors. What does this mean? Usually it's taken to mean that he should come into the synagogue a distance equivalent to the width of two doors and then start his prayer. But its inner meaning is according to the verse of King David, who said, Lift up your heads, O you gates. These are the sfirot of chesed, loving kindness, and gvura, determination. These are the everlasting gates with which we enter. In other words, when we pray, we need to direct our prayer towards the Holy of Holies, that is, towards God's holy name, and pray our prayer, entering through these two gates, the Svirot of Chesed and Gvurah, the gates of loving kindness and determination. The Zohar continues, There are also those who learn that a person's joy is the community of Israel, the Malchut, which is joy, and is the connected soul of Israel. And the scripture says, For you shall go forth in joy, meaning that in the future Israel will go forth from exile in joy. This is her completion, for the Mahut is joy. The joy is in the heart, and song is in the mouth. Rabbi Baruch Ashlag, discussing this wonderful piece of Zohar, asks, How can the idea that the coin is in joy and the Levite in song, and the joy is in the heart, and the song is in the mouth, and that through these the sacrifice is rectified, help us in our own personal work of coming to serve God. The way in which we all start our work for God is that first of all, we need to start our work in Torah Mitzvot in order to receive a reward. Now for every person the reward is different. It depends what we want. Certainly, different desires create differences between people. For each person, the reward is different depending on what he or she is longing for. We do acts or work in order to receive a reward, because this is how things work in the physical world. When a person first comes to serve God, to start off with, it really isn't any different, because getting a reward for work is what the ego understands. Still, nevertheless, even serving God in this way because we hope for a reward either in this world or in the next world, it's already a very great thing. Why is it such a great thing? This is because in order to do the Torah and mitzvot at all, 
We have to believe in the Torah of Moses, our teacher, who handed it down to us at Mount Sinai. We need to believe that there's a reward for our good deeds and consequences for our negative ones in this world and in the next world. It is these two poles that obligate us to fulfil the Torah and the mitzvot. In the words of the sages, these two poles of feeling are labelled as yirah, reverence, and ahava, love. We need the virtue of yirah, which is reverence for God and his commandments, because one who has reverence respects the Torah and the mitzvot and doesn't kick out against them. And we need love because one who loves doesn't fall into hatred. So even giving for the sake of receiving reward has its own importance. After all, the deeds get done and the world is a better place because of it. So even if our intentions aren't of the very highest, this should not stop us doing the work. We need to give thanks to God that he lets us do even this work. For even this impure work is still very valuable. But to truly understand the idea of doing a mitzvah for God's sake, just for the sake of giving good unconditionally, is not in our nature. A person has difficulty in understanding why he should just give without receiving anything. To get to this place of pure giving, we need to look at reward and punishment differently. Instead of seeing the reward as being what we need or what we want to receive, we can see the reward as being the gift that God gives us the privilege of doing the mitzvah at all. After all, how many people in the world have this privilege? So the reward becomes the possibility of serving God. This is the reward we need to ask God for, that we would find the need and be given the opportunity to give unconditionally. But since this truly is a difficult task to understand, we find we fail again and again. We find that we lack the will, even though we now understand within ourselves that giving unconditionally is a key to the love of God. And then we come to the feeling of complete lowliness. When a person comes to this consciousness of such despair, how can he feel happy? How can he be in happiness and song? As the Zohar says, when a person feels he's transgressing a commandment of his master, and he doesn't want to, but he wants to draw closer to God, not draw further away, how can he feel happy? But the sages teach us, serve the Lord with gladness. Why does God ask of man what seems to be impossible? But since blessing can only come to a person when he feels blessed, therefore the sacrifice, his desire to come close to God, is rectified by the Kohanim and the Levim, as joy is in the Kohen and song is in the Levim. As we know, the Kohen has the aspect of loving kindness, Chesed. This is the attribute of giving unconditionally, wherein a person gives without needing to receive him for himself anything at all, his only desires to give to others. Whoever has this attribute of chesed or loving kindness is happy with his portion because he doesn't need anything and so consequently he can be happy. This is the right hand line which is wholeness and consists of the vessel of giving. The Levite, however, has the aspect of judgment, and he is the one who has the aspect of song. The sages of the Talmud said, we sing a song only when there is wine. This implies the wine of the Torah, 
because the wine of Torah is part of the revelation of the light of God, which is received in the vessels of receiving. The rule for the created beings is that we are forbidden to use the vessels of receiving for ourselves alone. Only when they are intended for giving can the light be received. Therefore, when we see that the world is undergoing times of difficulty or trouble, it is because the good and the joy cannot shine forth, because the world is sunk in the vessels of receiving for the sake of receiving. For these vessels, there is limitation and judgment. Nevertheless, these vessels of receiving are important, because without them we cannot receive the light that God wants to give us according to the purpose of creation. If these vessels of receiving are rectified, so that it should be only used with the intention of giving, then the light can come and fill these vessels. So thus we see that what was once empty and bitter can now be filled with the light of wisdom, for this is the light of the purpose of creation, and this is the consciousness with which we can sing the song. This is the inner meaning of the song that's found within the, with the Levite. And when the Kohanim and the Levite are standing together with the person, then the work of the Holy Blessed One is complete. For these three lines of loving kindness, song and mercy, combine when a person brings a sacrifice and comes close to God. Now, when we no longer have the Beit HaMikdosh, the Zohar asks, how can we fulfill the joy in the song? And the Zohar answers through the praises with which we praise God and the joy of the Torah and the song of the Torah. This is our joy and our song. But the question that we are asking is, what about a person who feels that he's so far away from God and feels that he's sinned and he wants to come close to God? How and on what basis can he give praise to God so that he can feel joy in this situation. The issue is really that in everything there are two sides of the coin. On the one hand, a person feels broken because he sinned towards the Creator. He feels sad and he feels he lacks all aspects of holiness. On the other hand, now he's really yearning to come to God and his concern is focused on how can I come to God? So we can see that actually, even though he's feeling sad, his awareness is actually arrived at a higher spiritual level. Before, he was only concerned with material things, but now he's really concerning himself with the question of how can he come close to God? So even though he feels so low, he really has to know that he's going up in spirituality. In this way, he can be happy, because now he really has the desire to serve God. So, even when a person feels far away from God and his heart is hurting him because of the distance he feels, nevertheless he can be happy from the perspective that at least now he's got the desire to come to God and from this he can fulfil the request, serve the Lord with gladness. He can also give praise and song to God that God gave him the desire that he wants to be close to him because as we have seen, such a desire of giving unconditionally is not a desire that occurs naturally, but it is a desire that only the Creator can bestow.
This audio recording is brought to you from the Horus School, established by Yadita Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Hudelev Ashlag. Studies with Yadita Cohen are available through the Nahoas School online. Details at www.nahoaschool.com or www.nahoapress.com.